This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Hey movie addicts, welcome to Cinema Fix, your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Monica Castillo. Hello, Andrew. Monica, summer blockbuster season is here. Are you ready? Ah, uh, it's a shame it doesn't fall along the same lines of Lent. <laughs> what do you mean by that? If I could give up a genre. <laughs> <laughs> it would be summer blockbusters. Sometimes. There are a few choice picks that I am actually kind of geekingly looking forward to, but for the most part, it's just fear in my body, and I'm not looking forward to being, you know, forced into a chair to watch Great Gatsby and the like. You're not looking forward to Great Gatsby, but it's Boz Lorman and Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. and bright colors and loud music. And weird music that doesn't suit the imagery at all. <laughs> uh, that's next week's episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll get on to that. We'll we'll get to that next week. This is episode number forty-eight of Cinema Fix, focused on the movie Iron Man Three. If you are new to Cinema Fix, basically this is the program on Film Geek Radio focused on in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. We are here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about the movies, and each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a 10-minute long spoiler-free review of the film. That way you can get an idea of what we thought about it and whether or not it's worth your time to check out. The second part is a much more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers. So if you've seen the film and you would appreciate that type of conversation about what works and what doesn't, definitely listen to part two. This week we're going to be talking about Iron Man 3. Monica, why don't you go ahead and give our listeners a little information about the movie? Sure thing. This picture was written and directed by Shane Black, who also did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I personally really enjoyed. It has the return of Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark in this third installation of the popular superhero film series. After the events of the Avengers, he's suffering from insomnia and anxiety attacks. When his former bodyguard, Happy Hogan, is injured in one of the many terrorist attacks, he challenges the perpetrator, a guy who calls himself the Mandarin, played by Ben Kingsley, to take him on. The Mandarin responds as requested, and a lot of things go boom. That's a pretty good description. A lot of things go boom in this movie. Here's a clip. Here's a little holiday greeting I've been wanting to send to the Mandarin. I just didn't know how to phrase it until now. My name is Tony Stark, and I'm not afraid of you. I know you're a coward. So I've decided that you just died, pal. I'm going to come get the body. There's no politics here. It's just good old-fashioned revenge. There's no Pentagon. It's just you and me. And on the off chance for a man, here's my home address. 10880 Malibu Point, 90265. I'll leave the door unlocked. That's what you want, right? Film me. This is part one of our episode on Iron Man 3, so we're just going to take ten minutes to give some brief general thoughts on the movie. I am starting the clock now. Monica, 
Iron Man 3. We're kicking off summer blockbuster season. This movie has so much hype surrounding it. It's already on track to gross over a billion dollars. People love Iron Man. What did you think of the third film in the series? Or fourth, if we're counting the Avengers. I guess we kind of can count the Avengers because some of the continuities upheld. So, nerd points. Um, I actually liked Iron Man 3. I was not completely bored by Iron Man 3. I was didn't end up leaving the theater like I did in Pain and Gain, wanting to flee the theater or feeling that I needed a shower after watching the movie. I enjoyed it fine. It wasn't the Iron Man like the one that I was fist pumping after in the first one back in 2008 when I watched it and I was like, oh my god, I have to go see this again. Right. I wasn't at that level of hype. But you liked it. But I liked it fine. I liked it more than the second one, which I believe in my mind was um, basically a retelling of the first one with just a different bad guy who also had beef against it, Iron Man's dad. So that's okay. Yeah, Iron Man 2 is considered by many people to be the worst Marvel Studios film. Yeah, I can see why John Favreau lost the job. It's the same way I could see why Kenneth Branagh lost the job over at Thor. So yeah, I actually I when I first saw Iron Man two, I thought it was mediocre. But after a second viewing, I I actually sort of I I like Iron Man two more than mm-hmm. most people. I think it's trying some interesting things that it doesn't really fully execute very well. I was really excited when I heard that Shane Black would be writing and directing Iron Man 3 just because he's such a great writer. He wrote Lethal Weapon and The Long Kiss Goodnight and he also wrote and directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yep. And I remember a few years ago back when I was co-hosting the podcast Movie Chatter, we did an episode counting down our top 10 films of the decade. Mm-hmm. And Kiss Kiss Bang Bang made my list. Wow. Like, I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I have seen that movie probably ten times. I used to have it on my iPod back when having iPods was the only thing available. <laughs> <laughs> and right when I had, like, one of the first, like, video generations or whatever. So I figured out how to break it down and put it into my iPod because I love the movie so much. It is a great film, and it is, to this day, it's it's still my favorite Robert Downey Jr. movie. Yeah. And I also really love the first Iron Man movie. I think Iron Man 1 is possibly the best film Marvel Studios has made. Mm. It's it's neck and neck with the Avengers. I just, I, Iron Fair. Man 1, as you mentioned, is just a really good time. And the thing about Iron Man 1 is it also deals with some really interesting themes that don't get explored a lot in movies. Current political situations? (laughs) Yeah, and just ideas related to power and weaponry and foreign Mm -hmm. policy. And and, and it's it's actually a very mature movie. Then that was released towards the end of the Bush administration, too, in 2008. Yes, yes. And in fact, while I'm at it, I should go ahead and and plug, I believe it's episode 19 of Cinema Fix, I want to say. One of the last episodes I recorded with uh, former co-host Frank Reddy was a special bonus episode where we really analyzed Iron Man. Um, So go back and and listen to that if you haven't heard it. But yeah, I I was primed and ready to like 
Iron Man 3. I was geared up. And I gotta tell you, Monica, this movie sucks. I do not like this movie. This movie is a failure on almost every single level. I can't wait to hear you take this down. It is a far worse movie than Iron Man 2 which was actually a, trying to be a movie about something. I, I have Wait, no idea. Wait, what was it trying to be a movie about? We could talk about Iron Man 2. Well, we'll get into it, I'm sure, in, in part two of our of, well, of this so we're gonna episode. We're going to go on spi- spoilers here, too? Yeah. Oh, fine. Fine, fine. Iron Man 2 w- was, I actually think, trying to be about some stuff in the same way that Iron Man, the first one, was actually trying to be about stuff. I have no idea what Iron Man 3 is about, both in terms of its plot and in terms of it thematically. It, it's just, there's nothing going on here. Ca- there are no character arcs that make sense. There are huge gaping plot holes. I was confused about a lot of stuff that was happening. It's just a giant mess. And, I mean, obviously nothing I say is going to dissuade people from seeing it. Well, uh, A, we already, like, started too late on this anyway, so... Right. (laughs) Everyone's turned in their reviews and whatnot. And I know, in terms of critics, I'm definitely in the minority. Critics really seem to be enjoying Iron Man 3, and I just do not understand why. It's, It's a total mess... The script, which I would normally expect to be really, really smart and well-written, coming from, from a guy like Shane Black, mm-hmm. is it's just, it's garbage. It's hard for me to explain why I hated this movie so much without getting into spoilers. So, obviously, part two is going to be really interesting, guys, and you should totally listen. <laughs> part two is basically just going to be me ranting a lot. I, I may just, like, sit back... Make myself a drink. <laughs> I'm going to pull a Tony Stark and just let, you know, War Patriot or whatever <laughs> do all the work. Iron Patriot. Iron Patriot. War Machine. Yeah. War Machine. I suck at this. I'm also <laughs> tired. Okay. I don't want to just fill this podcast with negativity. So I, I will say some of the action set pieces in the movie are okay. Mm-hmm. Some of them are well thought out <laughs> and well choreographed. Are, are you going to the part point where, like, they took the lens cap off? <laughs> Is that where we're going? <laughs> the problem with Iron Man, and the, Iron Man 2 had this problem as well. As these movies progress, they become more and more like video games. Mm-hmm. And there are large portions of Iron Man 3 where it's basically just CG robots fighting more CG Stuff. You can argue that for every superhero movie made within the last 10 years. I'm sorry. Yeah, but... That's it's... not really... Because we could say the same about the Avengers, because that was just so drenched in CGI. Yeah, but you still had Captain America, just a guy in a costume, and Hawkeye, a guy in a costume, Black Widow, a guy in a costume. There were actually Chicken actors... in a costume, excuse me. <laughs> yes, you're, sorry. Yeah, chicken a costume. There were actually actors yeah. <laughs> in the in most of the shots. Mm. Whereas when you're dealing with a character like Iron Man, where he's just oh, covered up in a suit, it it just it looks like a video game most of the time. So like the Spider Man problem. Yes, to a certain extent. Okay. All all I will say about the climactic action scene of Iron Man three is that these action scenes are getting progressively bigger. I, because Hollywood, of course, always feels like in each sequel you have to be bigger and, and mm-hmm. more impressive. So at the end of Iron of the first Iron Man, it was just him versus one villain, and yeah. that's it. And then at the end of Iron Man 2, there were a lot 
of other things he had to fight off. And then Iron Man 3, it just goes crazy. I mean, at, yeah. at this rate, Iron Man 4 is going to be like a million good robots versus a million bad robots or something. Or he could fight aliens again. I mean, that's okay. He seems to be doing really right. well with that. Iron Man 4 is just going to be Transformers. <laughs> That's really what it's going to turn into. Don't spoil the script, man. <laughs> That's, you know, just leaked onto the internet. Hold on. Okay, but before before we wrap up, yeah, just so our, you know, our listeners might have something to look forward to if they decide to go see Iron Man 3, <laughs> what are some things that you liked about the movie? Robert Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr.? Everyone loves Robert Downey Jr. I mean, he's taken some awful movies, and I've seen him make them interesting. So that man is a national treasure. <laughs> I I did appreciate some of the dialogue. I thought it was witty at times, especially some of his throwaway lines. I like that. I like Don Cheadle. He's also really good. Explosions, they have them. I will... I will say I thought Ben Kingsley gives oh, yes. a really interesting performance here. I loved him. He's amazing, yes. But it's also like Robert Downey Jr. He's also been in some awful movies, but somehow he makes them interesting or comes off really creepy, but interesting. Right, right. Yes. Okay, so you would say go see the movie for the performances. Yeah, and that's about <laughs> the performances and the explosions, okay. And the dialogue at times. At times, maybe. Times. If you're okay with large chunks of the plot not making sense and I said really the dialogue, explained. I didn't say the script. <laughs> <laughs> I said the okay. words, not the actions. Okay, well, we really need to talk spoilers so I can just rant about this movie. Yes. I think that'll wrap it up for part one of our episode on Iron Man 3. Don't forget to tune into part two for a much more in-depth look at the film. And don't forget to tune in next week when we will be discussing The Great Gatsby. Yay! You sound, you, you don't sound excited. Yawn. You know, I really liked that book in high school. And I still, it's still one of my favorites. And I'm just... I'm going to see it massacred on the screen. Like, I just, I have the sinking feeling. Yes, it might be Leo. Yes, it might be Carrie Mulligan. But man, it is not going to be pretty. I have I have some beef with Boz Lerman. Okay, we'll, so we'll talk about that. He and I should have a dance-off at some point, apparently. And we'll settle things, because I abhorred Moulin Rouge, and we've never what? been friends since. No, oh, no. shut up. Shut up. No, that was awful. We're, We're going to fight, fight next week, too. Next, uh. <laughs> yeah, and if you walk away liking Great Gatsby, then I just know you're a troll. You haven't seen it yet. It could be amazing. Nah, man. <laughs> okay. Well, we'd love to get your feedback on the show. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com. Go ahead and let me know how wrong I am about Iron Man 3. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes, so if you liked this episode, please write us a review. That'll help us get the word out about the show. You can also donate to us through the website. We really appreciate your help, and don't forget to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including Let's Get Real and The Thin Place. Monica, where can people find you online? People can find me online on Twitter at mcastymovies. That's M-C-A-S-T-I movies. They can also find my work reposted on the Boston Online Film Critics Association website at bofca.com. 
You can find some of my writing at filmgeekradio.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at writerandrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message and let me know you're a listener, and I will follow you back. That'll wrap it up for this episode. I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Monica Castillo. And have fun this week. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!